You're listening to Excel, Witfix, and Kind of Kenyan. Every week we analyze the latest international movies and shows we've watched with a modern day woman's perspective. Today's quote of the day is The truth is rarely pure and never simple by Oscar Wilde. So, Witfix, what's the name of today's show? Today's show is season one, episode five of Dark Called Truths. In this episode, Hannah, Jonas's mother, takes her obsession with Ulrich too far. The stranger asks Regina to deliver an important package and Martha's love triangle with Bartos and Jonas carries on. So, what's your take on truth? Well, we're going to do something a little different than we have before and each one of us is going to follow a character's line. So the character line that I'm going to follow is the Nielsen family, which is composed of... Ulrich and his wife, Katerina, and their children, Martha, Magnus, and Mikkel. So what stood out to me in this episode was two things. One, Martha's monologue for the school play, where she plays Ariana from Greek mythology um, in the island of Crete with the thread that helps like Theseus escape the labyrinth, and also the idea of the labyrinth. Um, and... For all intents and purposes, this potential time traveling that could be going on with the show in its own way could be a symbol of the labyrinth in real time. And I'm going to go ahead and read what Martha's monologue was in the school play. Let's see. She, the monologue starts off like this. Quote, the old world came to haunt her like a ghost that whispered to her in a dream how to erect the new world, stone by stone. From then on, I knew that nothing changes, that all things remain as before. The spinning wheel turns round and round in a circle, one fate tied to the next, the thread, red like blood, that cleaves together all our deeds. One cannot unravel the knots, but they can be severed. He severed ours, the sharpest blade, yet something remains behind that cannot be severed, an invisible bond. So I was actually trying to go line by line and think about, okay, what do, since this show is very intentional, what do each of these lines mean? What could they potentially be referring to? So the old world that's coming to haunt whoever the her is, the present, let's call it the present day. So the old world is haunting the present day. In this town of Winden, there seems to be something that's always recurring after so many, so much time. A child is disappearing and a bunch of weird stuff is going on. There's a bunch of funny business. So this ghost that's haunting the town is kind of the unresolved disappearance of Mads, Ulrich's Ulrich's brother um, from the 80s. Now, when it goes to the next line, um, like that, that ghost of what happened in the past is whispering to the present day a dream about how to erect this new world stone by stone. It's like, okay... You have to be able to analyze and understand what happened in the past in order to get what's going on in the present day and be able to understand what's really going on. From then on, I knew that nothing changes. There's going to be, I'm going to quickly reference the fact that there's this idea of time being cyclical in the lunar solar 33 year cycle, but like, um, Excel is going to go into that later. So I'm going to put that aside that all things remain as before. So nothing really new is happening. As many people are saying in the show, there's a lot of deja vu happening, feeling like things have happened before. Um, 
the spinning wheel turns round and round in a circle. So this is the idea of the labyrinth, but also what's round and circular? A clock. What do clocks signify? Time. And things are just repeating. Like the 12-hour cycle just repeats. That's how we get the 24 hours in a day. Um, one fate tied to the next. So again, this idea from Greek mythology of the fates with their threads and everyone's destinies and like being tied to one another. And the destinies are the different characters in the show. The thread, red like blood, that cleaves together all our deeds. One cannot unravel the knots. So we're getting breadcrumbs already that the characters, even the ones that we're not quite sure who they are, are somehow going to be related to the characters we currently know. Color red is like very prominent in the show. There's like a red cord found with like the body of the child who was in the forest from the 80, in 80s clothes. There's the red cord that's around Martha's waist as she's delivering this um, monologue in the play. And also there's red like the blood of how everyone's related and how somehow there's a plague upon the house of Ulrich where people are just missing in his family um and also his dad is involved in some shady stuff that we don't know but they they can be severed he severed ours the sharpest blade yet something remains behind that cannot be severed an invisible bond so that made me think about um Jonas and like the thread could literally even though I don't think the rope was red I'd have to go back and watch but how his father hung him, hung himself, or hanged himself, that's what we say. He hanged himself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He hanged himself with a cord, and in a way, like, death severs the, the bond between, like, I guess, family life and life and death, those two, like, realms, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And But there's something that remains that cannot be severed, an invisible bond. So Jonas is still linked and connected to his father, even though his father is dead in the show in the current present day. So that's what I was going to say. Y'all can hop in now. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what? That's a very good thing to bring up because um, technically speaking, if he indeed... Um, now, with with what happened in episode five, uh, there's a lot of revelations. The first thing that I wanted to talk about was this idea that... Um, of the red string and the red streak, we actually see red represented first in how it ties with um the codwell family uh, we see jonas talking to the stranger the same stranger that's been um left the hotel and before he left he tells regina to send a package to jonas and then we see him talking to jonas and the main key thing take away from that scene is that he tells jonas that um uh, to make peace with that which is important when you understand that Jonas did lose his father and he's been struggling with making peace with that for the longest time. And with that being said, um, when we think about what the package that ends up being arriving at Jonas's house is, we see that there's actually a letter that's from Mikhail. We initially saw this letter um, at the beginning of episode one where it was actually Jonas's grandmother that was reading the same letter that's addressed um, saying that to open the letter in on November 4th very precise and even down to a specific time um, so we see this letter finally coming back and 
being sent to Jonas. And within that letter, um, there's a lot more revelations. This is the first time we finally understood and read what is within that letter. And it's very telling. It tells that um, it's Michael explaining that he is the child that went back into the past. He is Mikhail. He's really just very key thing there for him to reveal to his son, Jonas, that he is Michael. And by the time he reads his letter, he will be gone because now he's in 1986 because he has to grow up within that time frame to become his father in a very roundabout and very confusing but very telling moment. Another key thing that happened with the Codwells is we find out that there's a lot more to Hannah than just the affair. And we kind of see this from the young Hannah's perspective. We know from the captions um, about the episode five, they initially tell us that Hannah's obsession goes overboard. And yes, it definitely does in episode five. She sees Ulrich and Katharina together and then proceeds to unfortunately accuse Ulrich of rape to um, the cop, Mr. Cheedman and puts a, a false statement essentially but that false statement is very telling why did hannah do it um if we know that in the future in 2019 where the current hannah has been having this affair with ulrich for the longest time does ulrich know about the affair um and does he know that hannah was the person that essentially put him to jail we don't know for how long but we do know that there's a there's evidence and she was the witness and the only person that reported this um now aside from that in in episode five really has a lot of revelation the very first time that we kind of understood that there's more to mikhail going back into the past he's very much tied into Michael. So now we know that Mikhail is Michael. And then we also know that there's something with the stranger. Why would he tell Jonas to make peace with death? Right before Jonas then receives this letter telling him, you've known me for a lot longer than you know, pretty much from um, Michael. Now, aside from all of the things going on with the Codwell family, Well, listeners, it's that time again. We are going Woo-hoo. to play a game. And what game are we playing, XL? We're playing Candy Cash Character Edition, where we, um, what we have to come up with is a, a type of candy for one of the characters in um, the Dark series. So uh, I'm going to start with Prina Kenyon. Today, we're going to go over Katharina. Hmm. What kind of candy does Katharina come to your mind? She was hard for me to place because, so I had two options, rock candy and big red gum. Rock candy because, you know, it has a tough, rough exterior and she comes off as kind of like a hard person or a hardened individual, but rock candy is still sweet. So, like, I think deep down she's sweet and whatever happened when she was like a young younger when she was a child because she came she had like a messed up upbringing and we don't get the full backstory of what that is they just like reference it in bits and pieces and we know that she was like physically abused in her um 
family, what the abuse was over, I don't know. But um, anyway, yeah, so the raw candy. The reason why I selected Big Gum is, like, that cinnamon and that spicy flavor with that gum. Like, gum is something you chew. It's naturally supposed to be sweet, but it has, like, uh, or I don't want to say naturally supposed to be sweet because I've never had, like, gum as it's an original, like, unadulterated form, so I have no idea. But, um... With Big Red, it has a cinnamon flavor. Cinnamon is a spice. And Katarina is a spicy character to go along with, like, the rough exterior of the rock candy. But if I have to choose between the two, I'm going with rock candy, actually, now that I've thought it about it out loud. What do you think, Whitfix? Um, my choice, my candy choice was Rocky Road. <laughs> Um, I chose Rocky Road candy because I feel like, I feel like Katarina's just kind of lived, her, her life is just a Rocky <laughs> That's not a good explanation. Um, we both have the rock elements in our house, like rock candy, you're like Rocky Road, so the rough exterior yeah yeah, yeah. i think i, I kind of see where you guys are going with which is you know like she has a lot of rock hard exterior which is why you're going towards kind of the harder candies too mm. and to me i went towards jawbreakers as well she's an acquired taste is what i want to say um because you you know you 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 kind of want to know what her backstory is and that she's one of the few characters we actually haven't seen a backstory to right they kind of alluded to it a little bit when they said um when she was with Ulrich and it seemed like she may have been being abused in her family uh and then Ulrich seems to be one of the few friends and you know that she's very protective of her circle that includes Hannah Hannah's not always the best friend but she comes off as being hard, and I really want to know why, right? And I feel like she's one of the characters they haven't really explored much. Even um, now, when we we see her her marriage with um, Ulrich and her community involvement, I still want to know a little bit more about Katharina, honestly. I know so much about Hannah, but not as much about Katharina. So she's a jawbreaker. There's so much hardness there. I want to know what's on the inside. What do you guys think? I could see the jawbreaker, but I'm not. Um, I don't know. My, I'm not casting my vote for it, but I see your point. Yeah. Okay, even if I don't have your vote, I'm just saying she's hard. <laughs> because, I mean, I feel like someone who would agree that she is, like, that would be... Char Charlotte's the innkeeper, right? Or Re Re is it Regina? Oh, Regina. Regina. Oh, Regina. Okay, there we go. So Regina might agree with that because she beat the shit out of Regina. <laughs> so... <laughs> to break her jaw. Yeah, she might have broken her jaw, but, um... I mean, it wasn't that bad of a beating, but it was, oh, no, it was I yeah. 
but yeah, but I feel like she'd be like she is a job breaker. She's just a hardened individual. But I don't know. I like the rock candy. I'm I want to stick with my rock candy. Okay, well, in that case, what I'll say is, you know, I mean, she's very, she, I can say that she's a rock to her circle, you know, she's a do or die for them, including Ulrich, even though he doesn't deserve it, but she seems very faithful to them, including Hannah, too, when Hannah's not, so I'm gonna go for the rock candy with you guys, I'll give you one. Okay. Don't throw me anything. <laughs> I'm throwing you a bone, kind of Kenyan. I'm throwing you the bone. Yeah, but you're going to have to share it. Point. Take your point. Okay, take I'll take my point, point but I don't want to get point. another one. <laughs> Did you say I might not get another one? Ooh, that's rude. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. So are we agreeing that she's a rocky road? Or rock candy, sorry. Rock candy. <laughs> I mean, you could choose, feel free to choose Rocky Road. I, I'd be happy with another point. But, um, yeah, I think we can go with the rock candy. All right, then. Let's play that um, that horn. Okay. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Woodfix, is there anything else that stood out to you in Episode 5? So I have two things. Um, one, um, I thought it was interesting. I, I have a note that says Hannah talks to Mikkel and tells him she has powers. Because Hannah and Mikkel, I think it was Hannah, right? Hannah and Mikkel met. They were sitting on the bench and they were, like, talking. Yes, that's, yes. That's that, a very, mm-hmm, that, that's very true. So they, so they met up with each other. And I thought, I just thought it was interesting that of the stuff that she said, like, she told him she, she told him she has powers. I don't know if there's any significance to that, but I just thought it was interesting, especially since we know, like, there's all this, like, time travel and stuff. So, um, yeah. And then um, in the episode, I also have it noted that uh, episode five is where Jonas gets visited by Noah, who's dressed as a priest. And he gets in the car with him. So I thought that was interesting that Noah... So that's not Jonas, that's Bartos. That's Bart... Yes. Bartos is visited by Noah? Yes, Bartos is visited by Noah. Oh, but um, if you're going to talk about the context, Bartos and Jonas were supposed to meet Noah. Bart Noah ditches because he goes to see um, Martha. And then, so that's why Bartos is the only one that meets Noah. Oh, um, okay, got it. But one key thing, uh, takeaway there is, um, I'm glad you brought up Hannah, the younger Hannah and younger Mikhail meeting up, because I think that that's kind of the initial spark that brings about those two becoming together. And then later on, having Jonas, um, let's say they grow up and, and get married. So it, it is also kind of telling as the reason Jonas, Mikhail did need to go back in time to be able to have that moment. So those two, because if you think about of all the people that Mikhail meets when he goes back into the past, he has the most favorable relation, you know, moments with Hannah. Um, anytime that he meets <laughs> Katharina, she's always pushing him because as a, Unfortunately, as a teenager, she was a tad bit of a bully, is what we learned, is Katharina was a bit of a bully in high school. 
And then we also see that Ulrich was also very much a tad bit of a bully. So the only people that seemed kind of nice as teenagers, quote unquote, Hannah um, approaching him and being nice to him. And then um, Regina also being kind of the, the, um, the unfortunate, you know, left out that, that doesn't quite fit in, in into the high school life. You see her as very, as an awkward girl. But in, in when it, Mikhail initially goes into the past, the only person that's actually really nice to him initially is Hannah. And then also the nurse who um, now we know is the, the person that um, adopts him and is his grandma, his, his mother in the future. If you enjoyed this episode of What's the Name, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you stream your podcast. Most importantly, make sure you share, because sharing is caring. Only if you want to. But we'd really appreciate it if you did. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.